We spoke last time about similarity to Hashem being through the ability to create Koyach. The Shem Elohim is Bala Koyach is Kulam. And we also have the ability as people to use those Koyachs. It's not just what we can create physically. That's a much lower level. That's not what we call creation. That's what we call basically change and something status to a different nature. But uh, creation is something which is a koyach. And therefore, like we saw, something which has to be recreated every second. It's not something which lasts. There's a machlekes in halacha between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. It's really a machlekes between the Rosh and the Torah. As every morning, we say the brach of Yetzirah. The Hashem creates R. How do we finish the bracha? It's a machlekes. The Ashkenazi finished the bracha. R chala shaltia entire. V'nizke chodana meher daire. We ask Hashem to create a new light. Of etzir and of Yishalayim. Which will be married to see. Says the Torah. It makes no sense. The bracha is not talking about Mashiach. The bracha is talking about the sun. What's about the light that Hashem creates in the world. When we say Yetzirah or Varei Choshech, we're talking about R as a physical light. So why are we bringing in the R Chodesh Al-Tzion in his words, it's not Me'ein Abracha. And that's why the Shulchan Aruch agrees with the Torah. That's why uh, in the Nusach of the Sfari, they don't say it. It's the Oyser and Gedalim Tehilarim 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 and the Chara, they're right. There's two different iris. What's the one going to do with the other one? So what's the answer? What's the answer? The, co- the concept of the brach of Yetzirah. If we start, it really is built in a pasta. Hashem is Yetzirah or Vareich HaYishach. Yetzirah is Hashem creates light. And we understand it's not just light in the physical sense. Uh, light is all, all Kayach. is referred to in that same context as the light. Hashem creates all kinds of koyach. How much of it comes down to the world? If we're talking about what Hashem creates, it's something which is tremendously big. If we're talking as a result of that, how much comes down here? So this is going to be the biggest thought we're going to learn. And that is, as far as Hashem is concerned, there's no limit to what He can create. There's no limit to what He can set. What limits? What limits? What comes down from Shemayim? I'm not just talking about light. I'm talking about any kind of bracha. If it's life, if it's parnasa, if it's health, if it's if it's kedusha, whatever is going to come down from Shemayim, the amount that comes down is limited by the person, which means how much a person can take. When we talk about Hashem, it's bala Hashem is a source of power. It means that there's no limit to the source as much as is necessary. I always give a marshal for this. So let me explain the marshal and you understand the name. You know, let's talk about how electricity works. Electricity is our best example to explain how power works. How does electricity work? Basically, in any country, they have the, the places where they produce electricity, whether it's through 
nuclear, whether it's through coal, whether it's through gas, whether it's through water, whatever they're going to use to produce electricity. Now, electricity is not a constant. You can't produce electricity and store it all. Right? It has to be produced the whole time, like we said, like every kayak. Some which is always created right now. But the question is how much? Because there has to be a balance. Right? For all of you have learned a little bit of the science of electricity, there has to be a balance between the strength of the current and the resistance that, uh, and the resistance that the current faces. Because if they're not in proportion, if the current's too strong, then it's going to, everything's going to explode. And if the current's too weak, then everything's going to crash. Right? So, for example, when you have it's too cold and too many people put on electric appliances, whether it's heaters or, or radiators, whatever it's going to be, so now there's too much draw, and there's too much resistance, and there isn't enough power, so then there's a blackout. There isn't enough power to supply. And if there'd be too much power, and then uh, there wouldn't be enough appliances on to, so to speak, to provide resistance to that power, so then everything would explode. And therefore the way electricity has to work is it has to have a, always be a balance between the draw, what you call. Now the amount of people using electricity, or the amount of electricity being used, and the amount of electricity being supplied. And that's why it's a problem using electricity in Shabbos. We spoke about it once because they have to keep it changing. They have to keep changing it. They can't keep it as a constant. It comes late at night time and people switch off their appliances because they want to go to bed. They have to produce less. It has to meet the demands. comes in the morning and people switch appliances on. It has to go up. The one has to always meet the other one. Now, just, to, just to produce power in tremendous amounts isn't going to help. It's not going to, be, it's not going to work. Uh, they always have to measure the amount of power they're producing the fee that sorry, the fee that demand that's, that there is, and then the, they'll add more or less to make sure that they can meet the demand. The way they do that, just if we're in the topic of explaining the system, the way they do that is in every building or few buildings they have a sensor in the electric meter, which sends information back to the, the main the main computers of the electric company how much of a draw there is in every building on the current, how much electricity is being used, and they can make the calculations for the whole of the country. And work out how much how much uh, electricity is being used right now, and they make a cheshbon. How much are producing? How much is being produced? Uh, and, be, and they can reduce or increase the amount that they're producing to meet the demand. Right. That's how electricity works. Now, that's just the, that's true. That's the marshal. Because Minashimayim has to work the same way. In other words, the amount of koyach Hashem produces and the amount of koyach that the world is using has to meet this, just like koyach electricity has to meet the demand and the supply. Because if it would be out of proportion, what's going to happen is one of two things. If, I mean, Hashem won't make mistakes, but if Hashem would send too much koyach down to the world, people would die. They'd explode. It, would be, it wouldn't work. The one or two times you had it, that's what happened. For example, by Matan Torah, when Klaishal all asked to see Hashem, they wanted to become Naveen, they all wanted to hear Hashem talk. And for whatever reason, Hashem agreed. Fine, everyone will hear Hashem talk. And what happened? They all heard Hashem talk, and they all died. Why? It was too much. They weren't ready for it. It was too high a level. And therefore, just like if you put too, too much of a current through a machine, it's going to explode. If you put too much ruchness into something, it's going to break. They weren't ready for the level of hearing the Nebuah, so they all died. Hashem revived them, they all died again. And that's why after that, Hashem doesn't talk to people who aren't ready for it anymore, because they can't. It doesn't work. Not that she doesn't want to give him the verb, but the posh of the person isn't ready. You get such a strong current, it's going to explode. And if it be too little, so then the person will die also, because he doesn't have enough ruchness to sustain him. And therefore, the way she runs the world is on the same balance. It's on the same balance. That there's a balance of power produced, and that has to work, has to meet the supply, the, the, how much people are using. 
and therefore Zadar Hashem doesn't produce more it's that he meets the amount that we can use there's a Gemara in Chagiga that I always use this principle to explain because otherwise the Gemara seems to make no sense there's a beautiful Navi in the words of Malachi he says I'm going to give you bracha without limit sounds amazing limitless bracha I'll give you bracha what you want without limit and what does Chazal say on that in the Gemara Chagiga until your mouth gets tired of saying enough. And die in Hebrew means enough. So, ad bli die means until your mouth gets tired of saying enough. Enough, 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 enough. We get tired of saying enough. What is Chazal trying to say? When Hashem promises us limitless bracha, every person is going to say enough, enough, I don't want anymore. What's the fact? So the answer is, Chazal explaining to you how does Hashem give limitless bracha? It doesn't work. You can't give somebody limitless bracha. They can't take it. If you want to use, you want to use emotional electricity, I'll maybe make it even simpler emotion. You might to somebody's house for a meal. Very generous hosts. Right? So they give you one portion, two portions, three, four. Come on, we've got lots of food. Keep eating. It's going to get to the stage you're going to say, I can't. I've eaten enough. But, but we're going to give you more. And we want to give you more. And you're going to, you can't take more. There's a limit how much a person can eat. Right? You can't give somebody limitless bracha because there's a limit how much you can take. It's not going to work. And therefore, what's the mahalach? How do you give somebody limitless bracha? This is the yisot. You give him the maximum you can take right now. You give him the maximum you can take right now. And then, when he gets to the saturation point, he gets to the point where he's satisfied, he's full, he can't take more. He's going to say, die, enough. This is the most I can take. Okay. So then we wait for him to be able to get more. You can extend the amount you can take. You can make yourself able to get more. And now that you're ready to get more, I'm going give you again. And so again, it fills up the amount you can take right now. You're talking to a little child and learning. Okay, you spend five, ten minutes explaining something. Okay, that's the most you can take right now. His attention span is used up. You're going to keep teaching you more. You won't understand it. You won't take it in. So stop. But he gets a bit bigger. You can learn better. You can understand better. I can explain something deeper to him. Until the devil is holding by right now. And he gets a bit older and he can understand more. I can spend some deep with him until he's holding by now. So as a person develops, now they can take more. Good, we'll give you more. And again, develop some more, now they can take more, we'll give you more. And we get some more, now they can take more, we'll give you more. And it's a process. It's a process. It's actually until your mouth gets tired of saying enough. Because each time Hashem will give you the, ma- the maximum you can get right now. And therefore, however much you're able to take right now, Hashem will give you. And so there's no, there's no more room until you, it's not trying to take. You've taken the maximum you can, and then Hashem has to stop and wait for you to get bigger so that way you can give you more. They say this in the, in the wider world as well. They say if a person gets too rich too fast, it's dangerous. Now if a person studies successful and gets more, and it gradually grows to the level of success, it's good. If a person suddenly wins a major lottery, he's now a billionaire. Most people have had the experience of overdosed to kill themselves in one way or another. A person doesn't know what to do with so much money so fast. It's always the same idea. The same idea is that a person, there's a certain amount that a person can take, and that's what he's able to do. And he wants to get more, then it has to be a process. Until you're ready for it. It's a pasuk. The pasuk says, Harchev Pichav Hashem says, Open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. How much? However wide you can open it. The more, the, however much you're ready to take, Hashem is willing to give. 
and that's the assignment. It runs in the system how the world works. So we're going to see this point. And therefore, when Hashem provides koach, from Hashem's point of view, as much as is necessary. So the Yadish you're learning as much as you want. Ruchnius, as much as you want. But you have to be ready. You have to be able to take it. And if a person's not ready to take, then there's no, there's no place for Hashem to give. There's no place for Hashem to give. And therefore, when we talk about the original Rashi, it says that Hashem made the light of Maisi Barashis very strong. But then he saw that people weren't able to take it, so what happened? The Ahmad Vagon to Lasa Davi, he hid that light. How did he hide it? He partially contained it. So the amount of light which comes down is a much smaller amount. That the amount that people can take today. Even that's already a lot. Even a person today can't look at the sun. It's too bright. It's too strong. So the sun you can't look at, but we can use the lights to, to to see what we're doing to work in this world. Imagine if the the, the amount of light down here was was like looking at the sun. It would be impossible to do anything. That's too bright. It's too strong. The same limits the kach. Limits what people can take. And that's how we say our father shall see and take. Just like Hashem creates the light here, we know that He really created a light much stronger than the light here. The light we're getting here is just filtered down to the level we can deal with right now. But there's the original light, which is much stronger than that. And therefore we say, We're thanking Hashem for light, so we talk about that light too, because that's that's really the light Hashem created. We can't see it right now because we aren't able to we aren't able to, to, to deal with such a strong light. But we know that's what Hashem created too. Says Nevi Shachayim says. Tamid means the whole time. It's always being created because it's energy, it's koch. It's only Hashem creating the whole time. In the past, or the person who's the one who's making. Because R is something which Hashem is always making, it's always sending to us. Now, this is like we so to speak. We spoke on the on the more simple level. Let's call it the more uh, cash mystic level. Let's talk on a more rock mystic level. And that's what he says like this. He says that you know if you talk about how the Torah counts time, you hear when you say Berakas Achodesh. So we say there's this day, this amount of hours, and this amount of chalakim. What are chalakim? Chalakim are a thousand and eightieth of an hour. Divide an hour into 1,080 subsections, and uh, therefore we can count how many chalakim we've got. Well, where do they get an idea of 1,080? Why, why, why are there 1,080 chalakim? Why are you dividing time like that? So the Zara says that the reason is, is because if you take the Shemus of Hashem, right, and you're going to add, put them in all different uh, permutations, all different directions, like orders, you can reorder them in every possible way, you're going to get 1,080 different permutations of Shem Hashem. We don't have to go through the Cheshmer, how to do it exactly, but that's the Cheshmer. When it comes to, in every possible order, you get 1,080 options. Which means, in every hour, there's a cert- each one of them, there's a certain He'ara, a certain uh, force, let's speak from each one of those different combinations, which is why each one has a, has a certain section of the hour. For example, when it says that HaKadosh Baruch gets angry every day, the Gemarim Brachas, how does Hashem get angry for? Rega, for a second. What does that mean? That means that one of those different combinations is uh, the middle of Hashem's anger. Hashem gets angry. How long does it last? For a second. But then it's the next one. So we see a kayach applies every second. It's a different kayach coming down. It's not like it happened once. Hashem created the world. Now it's done. It's a constant flow of kayach. It's a constant, and the kayach keeps changing. And every second is a different 
combination of Koychos which are coming down to the world. And that's why it's, it's something which is always alive, it's something which is always active. Right. That's why Shem is called the Barakaychos Kodam. He's in charge of the, the, the constant Koych which is keeping the world alive. Shekol Koych Prati, and in the Qalaylamas, any individual Koych which is anywhere in the whole in the whole creation, and all starts from Hashem. He is sending that kayak down the whole time. He is supplying that that kayak, that that ability, that energy the whole time. And that's the case. The amounts always change. As long as I'm setting a steady thing the whole time, it's always changing. Depending on where the person's holding, depending on what he on what he's able to send, it can keep changing. And therefore, Hashem is actively the whole time dealing with, so to speak, the Koyach is into the world. Right. The Nevesh HaKhaim is going to say later on, in Shara Beis, he's talking about davening. He says, that's why we have to daven three times a day. He says, because even though the, the Hagar changes every second really, but there's a general change between how Hashem runs the world in the morning, and Hashem runs the world in the afternoon, and Hashem runs the world at night. There's a change in the middle as Hashem runs the world each time. And therefore, each change is Mechayim as the again. To feed the way the world's running now, we have to ask again for whatever whatever you want to ask for. And that's why there's the Indians who daven three different times. It says in Nefesh Rechayim, if you really understood Tefillah, we would be able to pinpoint exactly the, how Hashem is running the world right now, and we'd know how to ask. Based on the system, based on the Kaya coming down to the world now, we'd know what to ask for. Nefesh Rechayim says we don't know that, we don't know that. But the mind of Shemona Esra is, is that he explains how within the Shemona Esra is built in all, this, all the 1080 possibilities, that even if we don't know exactly which one's applicable now, but it was written by Nevim who understood that, and therefore it's, it's going to be the right, uh, at least a Tefillah which is appropriate to the time that we're asking for it. Okay, so that's our first big insight. Now when we call it Hashem Elohim, we call it Elohim the source of Kaya, the source of power. What is that power? It's not a once of thing, it's not something Hashem created and ex- once upon a time existed. It's a constant thing. And that's just constant, it's constantly changing. It's, and it's king, the whole time is changing based on what's shy to sense, based on the amount that people can take. Because like this like the electricity system, if it's too strong for a person to receive it, it's, going, it's not going to work. He can't accept something so strong. If it's not strong enough, then it's not, using what he, it's not giving what he's able to get. And therefore, there's a constant decision, so to speak, which is why Elakim is also the name of Hashem. We talk about Medesadin. We also talk about Elakim. Din means a decision. And there's a constant decision going on. How much? How much can this person take right now? How much can this person take right now? How much can you give to him? How much can you give to him? And there's a constant evaluation. Where's the person holding? How much can you get? If you think about the scope we're talking about, this is for every single human being in the world. That's a tremendous, tremendous like of how much everybody needs in everything at any given second. And it's constantly being evaluated, like how much Hashem is going to send them. And now, says the Haggah, Even the name of Akim is, is borrowed, so to speak, for every other, every other thing which, lives in the, which has strength in the world. So, for example, the Malachim are also called Elohim. Or the Sarim, which means the ministering angels of the Goyim, are also called Elohim. 
Well, the Pasuk says, <laughs> what's, the, what's the explanation of that? So, what the Zara explains, for your insight, the answer is, they called the, the Malachim, the Sarim, whatever it's going to call the Nehim as well, because they transfer that Kayach. They're a part of transferring that Kayach, which means, Hashem sends down a Kayach, let's say, it has to be filtered. As we brought down to the level that people can deal with it. What are the levels in between that filter that kayak? They bring it down from the original size it was until the level that the person can take it. Those are the various levels of malachim. The various levels of malachim, so to speak, take what they get and then they funnel it and give a smaller amount out based on based on the, what's, what's needed for the level underneath them. And therefore, since they're also used as part of transferring the kayak which comes up from Shemaim, they call it him as well. They're transferring kach. That's the way they work. And the Amis, that's all Malachim do. The Malachim's job is to act as an in-between step, so to speak, as a way to transfer spiritual kach down to him. Level by level, step by step. But that's what the, that's the kach Malachim have. And therefore, the mistake the Goyim made, we spoke about this in the Ekim Vayim also, the mistake the Goyim made is they see, and when they could see the Malachim, they can see accurately, Malachim can transfer kach. Malachim can, can transfer, that's their job. So they thought, they therefore thought that they had to dive into the Malachim because that's the way to get that kayak from the Malachim. The mistake was, like I always explain, it's like a true. There is a system. The system is like a it goes level by level by level through the world of the Malachim until it comes to us. And if you ever wondered why we see again and again in the Torah, the people are looking at the stars to see what is going to happen. What do you see in the stars? The Rabbani explains that the, the, the step, one level before it comes down to our world. Whatever's going to come down from Shemaim, which goes step by step by step through all the levels, the, the level, the one step before planet Earth is in the stars. And therefore, what the stargazers could see, they could see Pashwad on its way down. They just saw it one step ahead, so to speak. It's like we can see something coming before it arrives. So what they'll be able to see, look at the stars, we can see what's coming. They, can, they, they could see in the stars what had re- already reached the level of the stars just one step before it came down to this world. So then where they were at. Where they understood how these things work. Like, it takes a long time to get down. Could, sometimes, it's not like every second just straight so down. Sometimes it could be immediate, sometimes it could take time. But they could see it was already on its way down. But, therefore, when there was knowledge of how spirituality worked, then there was a, there was a tendency of Avedazara, of Elohim Acherim, of looking at of various levels <coughs> along the way where the Koyach was on its way down. Because they thought that by accessing it there, they could take it from, they could take it directly from the Malach or from the Sar or from wherever they had it. And what was the mistake? The reason it doesn't work is because even if they entrusted with the job of transferring that energy, that spiritual Koyach, down to the next level, they can't decide how much to do. They're just acting as an agent to transfer what they're given to the next level. It's not their Koyach. It's only what Hashem gave them to give. So they can't give more than that. And therefore, it doesn't happen to them. It's not up to them to add. It's not up to them to add. They have a job to do. They do their job. They transfer the kayak given to them to the level underneath them. But to ask them, please give me more, it's a waste of time. They can't decide to add what they were given themselves. They aren't a source. Hashem is called, so to speak, the Elohim on top of all the Elohim, the, the source of Koyach and above all the various, so to speak, uh, 
sources which transfer Kayak underneath him. Like the Pasuk says, Kikad Lashem, Kikad Lashem. Or Ishtach Lashem, they're all underneath him. And that's the It's not their own kayach. Right? It's Elohim of Acherim. It's the kayach which they get from somewhere else. What it gets is from somewhere higher than it. And the one above it gets kayach from the level above that. Until we get the Bala kayach And that's Hashem. But that's the, that's the source of all the kayach. And therefore, what do we learn today? What do we learn today? Two things. Number one, the way HaKadosh Baruch gives, we already learned to the previous year, HaKadosh Baruch gives energy. He gives life, he gives kach. The fact that Hashem builds physical things is a much smaller part of it. The Ica point where Hashem is giving the whole time, the way He's give, keeping everything alive the whole time, is the force, is the power that Hashem is giving the whole time. The light, if you want. The Chiyos. How much does Hashem give? This is a, an interactive system which changes every second. Because it depends on how much people can take. And that's the biggest thought. People think, why doesn't Hashem want to give more? Why doesn't Hashem give us more than we have? Whether it's more money, whether it's more tzlach, whether it's more children, whether it's more life, whatever it's going to be. The emphasis is not up to Hashem, it's up to us. We're going to see this. Because Hashem is always willing to give. The question is how much you're able to get. There's no point giving you something which you can't take. It's too strong, it's, it's destructive. It's not going to work. It's like if a person has a small cup, and I, I, I pour him a full cup of wine, a full cup of whiskey, whatever it is. He says, why do you give me so little? You have a whole bottle. You're right, I have a whole bottle, but you've got a small cup, where's it going to go? Get a bigger cup, I'll give you more. It's the same you said. It's interactive, because Hashem is always willing to give as much as a person can take. And therefore, it keeps changing. How much a person is able to get, it's more, it's less, it changes, people change the whole time. And therefore, the koyach which interacts in Shemayim is completely, is always changing every second, because it's always going to match, so to speak, what Shaykh to give. That's the starting point. How does Hashem make the message from the source that He gives until the level the person gets? How does He make it smaller? That's the whole world of the Malachim. The whole world of the Malachim are, always, are acting the whole time as a way to channel, to funnel, to make smaller the amount that Hashem is giving. And then based on what a person gets, that's how much they're going to reduce it until what a person can get. And therefore, like I said at the beginning, we'll finish with this. When we're talking about the, the concept of the light we see in the world today, we see there's something which comes from Shemaim. It comes from the sun, but it comes from above there as well. We see the light is coming from Shemaim. We thank Hashem for the light. But we realize that the light we have today is a very pale glow compared to the original light it's meant to be. The light which Hashem took away because it was too strong. And therefore, at least according to the, the Nusach of the Rosh, we finish the bracha, We thank Hashem for the light. We, thank, we say, Hashem, we realize that the light you're getting, even though we're grateful for that, is a very small compa- compared to the original light that Hashem wants to send. And when people are more right, or deserve it better, and when people are on a higher level and they can receive more, so Hashem will match that. And then the matter will eventually, like the Pasuk says, there will be the R which the Tzaddikim get to enjoy the Asid Lava. But in reality, that light's here already. It's just being blocked. It's just being minimized. Because we can't take it. But when we're ready for it, then the light's there. That's the concept of Payach. Let's finish this parak. And Reza Shem, uh, on Thursday, we'll start the third parak and explain how a person uses this Kayach the same way. And we'll still learn.